sports fans and podcast listeners. This is Kyle Dirksen on the Great Plains Sports Podcast. And today, we are finally back after a long hiatus. It is January 5th, 2023, and today we will be looking at NFL football, college football playoff, and a little rock chalk Jayhawk football and basketball to end things. So, to start on our 61st episode, we have our NFL update. Now, week 17 ended on Monday night with the Cincinnati Bengals against those Buffalo Bills. That game ended up being suspended right in the middle of it, unprecedented, something I had never seen before, where the ambulance came onto the field in the first quarter of a 7-3 Bengals lead over the Bills. What happened was DeMar Hamlin, safety for the Bills, made a routine tackle on wide receiver T. Higgins. Then, as he got up, as any normal athlete would, fell back to the ground and had a cardiac arrest right there. Paramedics worked on him for over 10 minutes, got him revived, and the ambulance came hurrying on, picked him up, and they took him to the Cincinnati Hospital in downtown. Hamlin, according to ESPN, has shown remarkable improvement, but still remains in critical condition in ICU. Now, the NFL did choose to suspend that game. After it was reported on air, they were giving everyone five minutes to prepare themselves for the start of the game again. What came next surprised everyone, though, is that the NFL has not made any call on what's going to happen to that game moving forward. As you know, there is plenty of reason for sports fans to be worried about if that game will be played or not. For example, as of now, Cincinnati, the Chiefs, and the Bills are all either tied or one game in between each other. Now, the Chiefs do have a two-win lead on the Bengals and one on the Bills. That game certainly means a lot down the stretch. Now, moving forward... To week 18, the NFL put two games on Saturday, January 7th, the first being our Kansas City Chiefs at Las Vegas Raiders at 3.30 on ESPN. That game, if the Chiefs were to win, would put them at 14-3, their best record in a long time, and give them the driving spot for the number one seed. The Bills would have to win on Sunday, and then, if the NFL decides to play that last game that was postponed Monday, they would have to win both in order to have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs, as the Bills have won in Kansas City against us earlier this year. Now, then, we have the Tennessee Titans at Jacksonville. This game, if you follow, is the NFC South Championship game. Winner take all. So extremely important, 7.15 ESPN on Saturday night. Then on Sunday, we have 
critical games. We have New England at Buffalo at noon. We have Baltimore at Cincinnati. We have the New York Jets at Miami. We have the New York Giants at Philadelphia, who's trying to wrap up the number one seed in the NFC. And then we have Dallas at Washington Commanders, who are looking to clinch that last playoff spot. Now, looking at the NFL playoff rankings right now and what the seeding is, is as follows. Starting with the NFC, we have Philadelphia at 13-3, who started out the year with a bunch of wins in a row, getting their last winless win streak snapped by the Commanders. Then we have the San Francisco 49ers, one behind at 12-4, and, and the Vikings as well, after dropping that game against the Packers on Sunday. Then the Buccaneers rounded out with four more losses than number three, being eight and eight. And then the Cowboys coming in at 12 and four, losing that tiebreaker to the Eagles. The Giants at six, at nine, six, and one. And finally, the Seattle Seahawks with the Geno Smith led Seahawks, I might add, are in seventh place. Now, the Commanders are officially eliminated now that is something i did not see that with their one tie and only seven wins eight losses that puts them in elimination for the 2023 nfl playoffs so again if today ended it would be 49ers hosting the seahawks the vikings hosting the giants and the tampa bay buccaneers and tom brady getting yet another home game with four extra losses than the Cowboys hosting them in Florida. Now, in the AFC, if things ended today, it would be the Chiefs getting the bye, the Eagles getting the bye on the NFC. We have the Bills hosting the Patriots, the Bengals hosting the Ravens, and the Jaguars hosting the Chargers. The NFL, as you know, always comes down to the last week. It'll be interesting to see what the NFL does with this postponed game. It was brought as a suggestion from Stephen A. Smith that the NFL could do this. They could go ahead and play Week 18 as normal. All games finish. Then... They push all playoff games back one week. As you might remember, the NFL has the Super Bowl a week after the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl is a week off for those two Super Bowl teams. So you have the conference championship games a week off and then the Super Bowl. Everything could be pushed back because, as you know, the Super Bowl is not something that can be moved due to amount of security. Uh, there's... Obviously, concerts, events, there's performers, everything that goes along with that, it shuts down an entire city, of course. But then you have the option of pushing everything back. And I 100% know that there is no way a team would complain about having a week off for their roster prior to the playoffs. 
So go ahead on what should have been the first week of the playoffs, and you start a Bengals-Bills game right from where it left off, the middle of the first quarter, Bengals 7, Bills 3 in Cincinnati, and finish that game as they were. Then you, the following week, you start the playoffs, however things may lay, and you go from there. This would give everyone a fair chance to have a week off. Bills and Cincinnati essentially getting last week off, just playing half a quarter, and everything goes on as normal. Again, as we wrap up our NFL talk, we do give our thoughts and prayers to DeMar Hamlin and hope that he certainly continues to improve and is able to get back on the field at a later time. So, Moving on to the college football playoff, we had a couple fantastic games in the last week between the top four schools in the nation. Starting with the first playoff game, TCU-Michigan, which finished 51-45. to Your TCU Big 12 Horn Frogs pulling it out and going to the national championship game. On the other one, it was the Ohio State University missing a game-winning field goal. And Georgia pulling it out, holding their horses, crossing their fingers, just praying that that field goal would be missed, and it was 42 to 41 Bulldogs reign even after Ohio State was up double digits multiple times in this one it just was not enough Stetson Benson threw for 398 yards and three touchdowns leading the Georgia Bulldogs to yet another national championship game so we have on Monday night 6.30 p.m. Eastern the TCU Horn Frogs versus your SEC winners, the Georgia Bulldogs. As of now, the line is Georgia minus 12 and a half. That is the biggest opening line for a college football championship since the BCS started in the 90s. Our prediction here is that TCU is going to make it a Cinderella story, and win the Big 12 another national championship for the year because, as I love to bring up, our Kansas Jayhawks gave us one earlier this year in April with the NCAA basketball championship. Now, if you're wanting to go to one of these games, it's looking like here it is in California at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood where the Rams and the Chargers play. Tickets are going for $351 plus fee, so you're looking at over $400. I also saw on Bleacher Report that you can park for $60 and no tailgating allowed. So again, if you want to go Monday night, ESPN, 6.30 p.m., TCU Horn Frogs representing the Big 12 versus your Georgia Bulldogs of the SEC. Now, college football, our Jayhawks gave a huge effort in the
the Liberty Bowl, losing in triple overtime to the Arkansas Razorbacks, 55-53. Jalen Daniels looked as healthy as he did the first five weeks of the season, throwing for 544 yards, five touchdowns, and running for another touchdown and 21 yards as well. Jalen Daniels, even though throwing two interceptions early in the game and going down by 24 points at once, the Jayhawks fought back and took it to three overtimes to lose by two. Now, the Jayhawks did finish 6-7, and seven, and they went to their first bowl game since 2009. The Jayhawks started the year 5-0 with big wins against West Virginia, Houston, Duke, and Iowa State, which my wife and I were at and saw multiple missed kicks by the Iowa State kicker for the Jayhawks to go 5-0. The following week, October 8th, TCU came to Lawrence on college game day and beat us by 7-38-31. Then... Oklahoma and Norman won by they won by 10 and Baylor won by 12 in Waco. So the Jayhawks went to home against Oklahoma State and the KU led by Jason Beam after as you know Jalen Daniels got hurt on October 8th. Bean led the team to that nice victory over number 18 Cowboys, 37-16, to become officially bowl eligible with three games to go. Now Texas Tech cleaned our crop, 43-28. Then there was the Texas game, Senior Day. That was in Lubbock. Then the Senior Day in Lawrence, my wife and I went to that one, was a B. Sean Robinson heyday, taking the Jayhawks 55-14 for the Longhorns. And Daniels did start in that one, throwing for 230 yards, but still was not enough. And then the Jayhawks, even though losing in Manhattan by 20, kept it close the entire game to finish 6-6 six and six and getting to go to the Liberty Bowl and losing 55-53 to Arkansas. Now, that is a great showing against a very tough SEC school. And, as you know, the Jayhawks certainly are going to be better next year. The Big 12 is adding the Houston Cougars, the BYU Cougars, the Cincinnati Bearcats, and the UCF Knights to the lineup of the Big 12's member schools starting next July in this year now, 2023. This will certainly add to the excitement and competition of the Big 12 along with what certainly will be interesting as Oklahoma and Texas continue to stay in the Big 12 until further notice. And finally, our last topic of the day is those Kansas Jayhawks basketball team. Now, the Jayhawks are, as we expected, 13-1, and a good 2-0, and in the conference, and of course, 8-0 at home. The Jayhawks have notable wins versus number 7 Duke in the Champions Classic, 69-64. They beat NC State and Wisconsin 
in their Thanksgiving tournament, but then losing to number 22 Tennessee, 64-50 in the championship game, three games in three days, is certainly a lot, especially for a young team. They beat Seton Hall. They won at Missouri. They beat number 14 Indiana by 22, beat Harvard, and then snuck out an Oklahoma State home opener, 69-67, and then won at Tech, breaking over a 20-game home winning streak, 75-72 on Tuesday. Now, Saturday, the Jayhawks go to Morgantown, 5 p.m. Central, to play those West Virginia Mountaineers. The Big 12 is certainly a deep, deep conference with the Jayhawks ranked number three, TCU ranked 17, Baylor 19, Texas 6, and your Iowa State Cyclones 25. All but two Big 12 schools already have double-digit wins, and everyone is at least four games above 500. Your leaders in statistics for the Jayhawks are Jalen Wilson, the junior who came back skipping the NBA draft and coming to be a leader for Kansas with 20 points a game. Grady Dick, the freshman from Wichita, Kansas, is scoring 14. Kevin McCuller Jr., who is the transfer from Texas Tech, most notably known as the third best player on that team who went to the Final Four. And then K.J. Adams, Mr. Um, Wait and See, his starting spot now, after last year not getting as much playing time as I'm sure he wanted, but still got a ring, of course, is scoring nine. And DeJounte, excuse me, Deshaun Harris Jr. is averaging eight points and, of course, leading the team with six and a half steals per game. Now, one of the greatest stats of this is freshman phenom Grady Dick, the guard from Wichita, in 14 games is shooting 46.8% from the three-point line, which is absolutely fantastic. You, will, As you watch the Jayhawks more and more, especially during non-con play, you, were, you would notice that the Jayhawks rely on the three quite a bit and rely on Jalen Wilson playmaking and Dijon Harris's ball skills and play creation for the Jayhawks to be successful. They are not a large team, but they are certainly an athletic and very, very talented squad, and you will see them deep into March playing basketball. Now, I hope this gave you a little bit of insight on what's going on in the NFL, in college football, and KU athletics. We hope that you have a wonderful day in Great Plains, USA.